Shalom, shalom, everyone. So good to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we are, we are talking about language, uh, tongues, and interpretation tongues. So, yao, it means you all. So, first of all, I would like to uh, admire the Lord's mercy and His presence and His miracles. And we have one more miracle. So, team, can you just share a couple of words, please? Can you come forward? I think it's too important to just skip it and just ignore it. I think it's a miracle. One of the miracles. Uh, when I originally went to the doctor and um, he took a look at the lesion, he said that uh, he thought it was probably uh, basal cell carcinoma. And then they set up a surgery, on, I think it was the 8th, and uh, in which it was removed, and then I went today and found out that it was benign. Amen. Yeah, the thing is that uh, when um, Tim found about this situation, and he went to the doctor, and the doctor said it was, he was sure that this carcinoma. So really, it was, he was sure, and uh, because he convinced Tim. Tim tried to convince me, <laughs> and we pray and thank you for only for for prayers. Amen. So they, they found nothing. It was our prayer. Yeah. It was our prayer that they found nothing there. Denied. So one more. Thank you very much. Thank you all. So today we'll continue to talk about uh, our spiritual gifts and uh, our journey starts how many weeks ago? Yeah. No. We started teaching five, four months ago. Yeah, it started from small thing to this, like 84 pages of material. <laughs> and I think it's very interesting material, very useful. And my prayer, it won't be just a material and uh, something you would know or remember or, you know. You could have a print. Yeah. I won't give you a print. Because you need to um, to use it in your own lives. Yeah. It is not about head knowledge, and I would think it would be uh, empty without you uh, moving in the spiritual gifts. So what we are going to do, I w- we would like to I would like to uh, talk about the last gift of the nine gifts, and then uh, probably next Shabbat next, I'm sorry, Tuesday, probably we'll go to do in more prayer, and we will remind everything again, and we'll continue to to pray for each other, to move into spiritual gifts, to, to believe the Lord is doing His miracle, because He is in the business of miracles. He gives us so, so many miracles already. He enriched us, He blessed us, He healed us, He protected us. Again, we are in this beautiful place after fire, after everything happened. We are here and we are moving forward. It's a miracle, miracle after miracle. So today, uh, let us start with First Corinthians chapter 12, again, verse 7 through verse uh, 10. But 
To each person is given the manifestation of the rock for the benefit of all. For to one is given through the rock a word of wisdom, to another a word of knowledge according to the same rock, to another faith by the same rock, to another gifts of healings by the one rock, to another workings of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. Good. So interpretation of tongues. It is the last one, yeah? But uh, again, we, later we'll continue with uh, uh, prophets, apostles, and we'll go to all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which is counted in the book of Romans and First Corinthians and in other places. So, but today we are uh, continuing with nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, and here's the gift of interpretation of tongues. So, uh, definition of uh, this gift. The interpretation of tongues is the supernatural way the Holy Spirit uses to convey the meaning of speaking in tongues. Is it too hard or simple? I think simple. The interpretation of tongues is the supernatural, and remember, supernatural way the Holy Spirit uses to convey the meaning of speaking in tongues. This is the main meaning of this gift. So, please remember, this is a supernatural gift. It is not natural ability to learn languages, because I know some people are so, so fast to learn languages. I know. For me, it takes forever to learn something. Usually through some funny mistakes, but it's not to do. So, uh, this is a supernatural gift. So which, which comes from the Lord, and it doesn't require our knowledge or abilities or um, you know wisdom or anything from us. It is gift from the Lord, supernatural. Please remember that. A number of things must be said about the gift of interpretation of tongues. The interpretation of tongues is not the ability to understand a language that one has already learned. So I know English, I know Russian, I know Ukrainian uh, fluently. Not English, but, but uh, let's say Russian, Ukrainian fluently. But it is not uh, ability to understand language because I know it, or I heard it, it somewhere about it, or, or, or I studied somewhere. It is rather a supernatural ability to understand someone speaking in a language in which they have never learned. Again, let's say it again, say together, have never, never, have never, or has never learned. So, which means that uh, this is how it works. The ability prophetically to interpret, to understand language you never heard, never learned, never, uh, never, never experienced before. Probably you, you can ask, uh, I know that um, most of us, we, we know about spiritual gifts, we love, love, love it, we, we, we love to move in this. Some people are very resistant, some people are very uh, concerned about spiritual gifts. And the reason, because it is uh, supernatural, and uh, some people are afraid of anything that uh, um, above their control. Did you notice? So we like to control things. I mean, it's a good thing. When I go and do tea, I would like to drink tea, sure. Yeah. So, um, 
But this is a different uh, world. It is a spiritual world. And I would like to keep our attention there. Faith in, in the Lord, feeling in the Holy Spirit, it is a completely different way of living our lives. It is the door to supernatural things. And I know that fear or religious prejudice can keep us from feeling and fullness of the Holy Spirit. Not because Holy Spirit uh, does want to do to move through us, but because sometimes we are afraid to lose, to give Him space, to allow Him to move above our understanding. And sometimes we are, uh, you know, we resistant to that. We would like to control things. As often, I have a question: Who has this problem? <laughs> Me, everybody. It is supernatural thing, you know. But uh, but understand, please. The Lord knows much better than you know. He has uh, abundance of wisdom and knowledge. Doesn't matter how much you know. You can't resist uh, the spiritual force and powers. You cannot win this war without his help. And here's the problem of... I'm sorry for telling that. It's not in my, uh, my notes, but I know it's important. I heard some people uh, from some congregations and some very wealthy places say that we don't have demons out here. Demons are in Africa. <laughs> yeah, 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 because uh, in Africa people need prayer of deliverance. We don't need it. We have doctors. Think about that. Just think about it. And now you say, wow! I can tell you, something inside of you can, can think the same way. Because we live in a very comfort place. We, have, we live in a place where we have insurance, doctors. We have things for every, kind of, every type of situation in our lives. And comfort forced us to rely on these things. Do you understand what I want to say? Yeah. And some people uh, prefer to. I don't want to hear about these things because I don't have this. I don't want to have this mess and these problems. It's good where I am right now. And some people are uh, really struggling inside of, of their hearts. They don't have peace. They don't have. Uh, Freedom, they don't have, uh, they have always troubles in their emotions. Sometimes it is emotional problems, but sometimes it could be a spiritual thing. And because of this stronghold of unbelief, sometimes people resist it to, to the Holy Spirit. So, but what I love about our congregation, we're really hungry. We're ready to accept everything from the Lord. And you can ask me how to, uh, how to protect myself. If you remember, one of the famous plays from the scriptures, Yeshua said, if son will ask father for bread, father won't give him a rock or stone. I mean, some fathers can do that, but <laughs> I mean, we talk about good father. 
If son asks or child asks for fish, father won't give him snake. The same way your heavenly father will give spirits to everyone who asks for the spirit. And here's the truth. I know that Satan and some people says, but you see them doing the same or this cult they did the same or uh, the witchcraft they're using the languages or towns or yes they are you know why because some, somebody said that Satan he is the monkey of God he likes to to parody he likes to copy the things of God and while congregational believers are afraid of these gifts the enemy is using people who are ready to jump in supernatural realm. So, uh, it's not in my notes, but I would like to encourage us to really believe that it's very important for us to pray in tongues, to interpret tongues, to believe in prophecy, to ask the Lord to pour our lives with His Spirit with all kinds of gifts and give Him control in these areas. Just say, Lord, please control my prayer time. I know I like to control my prayer time. I want to release and that and that. But get loose. Your 20 minutes, spend one minute praying by your mind and allow the Holy Spirit 90 minutes to pray through you. Just experiment. Do it one day. You remember Paul said the same. I love to do this way and I love to do this way. I love to pray in spirit. And I love to pray in my mind. I love both ways. Okay. Uh, I can tell you, uh, our life would be so much more interesting and, fi- and filled with the Spirit if we would, you know, allow the Spirit to move through us and us. And we do. I don't say we, we not, but even more. So, again, in other words, it is a gift from God, spiritual gift. And let us read 1 Corinthians 14, verse um, 13, 14, and 27. Therefore, let one who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. Again, prayer, somebody who prayed, he's praying in the spirit. He does know what he's praying for. Do you understand this thing? It's not I'm praying in Ukraine and you don't understand. He doesn't understand it. And uh, verse 27. If someone speaks in a tongue, let it be by two or at most three, and each in turn, and let one interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the community, but speak to himself and to God. Oh, silently pray, yeah? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, it is fully connected, so the uh, gift of interpretation of tongues, fully connected with the gift of tongues as you understand. And if there is no utterance in tongues, there is no interpretation of tongues. It is obvious. So, Acts chapter 2, verse 5 through verse 12. Now Jewish people were staying in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when the sound came, the crowd gathered. They were bewildered because each was hearing them speaking in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, All these who are speaking, aren't they Galileans? Can you so these were people of Amharis, men of the land. 
not educated at all. They were fishermen. I mean, they could learn some fish language there. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, fish uh, doesn't speak. And here they're talking and speaking perfect languages. With many nations around are able to hear them speaking their own language and clearly intelligent, super professional language. How is it that we each hear our own birth language, Parthenians and Medes and Elamites, and those living in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, uh, Phrygia and Pam Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya towards Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jewish people and the proselytes, Christians and Arabs, we hear them declaring in our own tongues the mighty deeds of God. And they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to each other, what does this mean? So it's even too hard to read these names, yeah? <laughs> Can you imagine to talk all these languages? So, an essential detail is that the interpretation of tongues is not translation. Again, I would like to say, it is not a translation of tongues. It is an interpretation of tongues. The gift of various kinds of tongues is the sudden supernatural ability to speak in a language that is unknown to the speaker. The gift is sometimes accompanied by the gift of the interpretation of tongues, which is a sudden supernatural ability to interpret what was said in an unknown language. Supernatural ability to understand and interpret. It's very important to remember. Okay, one more time. This gift is called the interpretation of tongues and not the translation of tongues. Do you get it? It is not the translation of tongues. It is interpretation of tongues. It's a different thing. So we, not, we should not expect word-for-word translation of message in tongues. It's not necessary word-for-word. Uh, Therefore, it is possible to have a short message in tongues and a long interpretation, and vice versa. I had some funny, funny experiences about that in my life too. But we we need to be we need to be we need to we need to have fear of God, and we need to understand that everything above everything is love and care for the congregation for community. I saw some people trying to use uh, this gift to just to, to say something to the congregation. And it was so off. <laughs> and I know some people were like waiting for the opportunity to put their nose in something. And just somebody pray and somebody jump in and... Oh, please. But it is a bad example. I know so many good examples. And I told you uh, one of the, my examples from my own life. When, I, when the Lord sent me to Odessa, Ukraine, to the, uh, another city, when I was in the uh, small home group and I prayed in tongues, my thoughts was, uh, were far away from me at the moment. I was thinking about things, I don't remember what. And the lady, she was close to me, she said, I know what you're praying for. I said, okay, tell me, I don't know. And she said, you are praying, here I am, send me. And little did I know that in a few weeks, 
I would be in another city doing his job, his work. It was my way into Messianic ministry through this small prayer in tongues and her interpretation into my life. It was very interesting. It wasn't my I experienced it. So, again, therefore it is possible to have a short message in tongues and a long interpretation and vice versa. And I would like to bring you an interesting example. Very interesting example. Daniel chapter 5, verse 1 through almost all chapter. Daniel chapter 5. Beautiful example. Interesting example from the Old Testament. From the prophet. Prophet Daniel 5. King Belshazzar held a great feast for 1,000 of his nobles and was drinking wine in front of the thousand. When Belshazzar tasted the wine, he issued an order to bring in the gold and silver vessels that Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken out of the temple in Jerusalem so that the king and his nobles, his consorts, and his concubines could drink from them. So they brought the gold vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God in Jerusalem. And the king and his nobles, consorts, and concubines drank from them. They drank the wine and praised the gods made of gold and silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. At that very moment, the fingers of a human hand emerged and wrote on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace opposite of the lampstand, so the king could see the back of the hand that was writing. The color drained from the king's face and his thoughts alarmed him. His hips gave way and his knees began knocking together. The king called loudly to summon the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the diviners. The king said to the wise men of Babylon, Whoever reads this writing and tells me what it means will be clothed in purple and have a gold chain around his neck and will have authority as the third ruler of the kingdom. Then all the king's wise men came in, but they could not read the inscription nor tell the king what it meant. So King Belshazzar became even more terrified and his face grew pale. His nobles were baffled. The queen, hearing the words of the king and his nobles, entered the banquet hall. The queen spoke out and said, May the king live forever. Do not let your thoughts frighten you or your face be so pale. There is a man in your kingdom who has the spirit of the holy gods in him. In the days of your father, he was found to have insight and intelligence and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods. So King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, made him chief of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and diviners. This man... Can you imagine how difficult it was to be astrologers, Chaldeans, and diviners under Daniel? This man, Daniel, whom the king named Belteshar, was found to have an extraordinary spirit, knowledge, and insight for for interpreting dreams, explaining riddles, and solving problems. Now, let Daniel be summoned, and he will explain the interpretation. Therefore, the hand was sent from him that wrote this inscription. Now, this is the writing that was inscribed. Mene, mene, tekel, uparsin. Yes, so three words. Mene, mene, tekel, uparsin. Aramaic, yeah, but let us read 26. This is the interpretation of the inscription. Mene, God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end. Tekel, you have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Perez, your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and Persians. Then at Belshazzar's command, they clothed Daniel with, a pur- with purple, put a chain of gold around his neck, and issued a proclamation about him that he would have the authority as third ruler in the kingdom. On that very night, King Belshazzar of the Chaldeans was slain. Can you read this, please? Yes. 
None of the Chaldean wise men are able to even read, let alone interpret the writing on the wall. But Daniel does so by supplying vowels in two different ways. First, so the words are read as nouns, then as verbs. The nouns are monetary weights, a mene equivalent to a Jewish minya or 60 shekels. Several ancient versions have only one mene instead of two. A takiel equivalent to a shekel and a parson meaning half pieces. Dollar. Two dollars, half dollar. Is it enough to understand? Sure not. So I would like to bring this idea that uh, it was one of the use, how the Lord used language to uh, influence the kingdom. Given three words in Aramaic, he changed whole kingdom. And only one person was able to not only read this or understand these words, but he gave an explanation. He interpreted this word. Because it wasn't said, the Lord did this and that. It said, shekel, shekel, and have shekel. But Daniel uh, was able to understand this language and interpret to the king. So, God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to the end. It's a menet, first menet. Tekel, you have been weighed in the balances and found wanting and perez. Your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and Persians. You, do you see here or not? Okay, thank you very much. It's quiet because... Yeah, yeah it's an interesting place. Yeah. Have you ever read this in the books? Yes. I mean, it's about interpretation of tongues, or not? No, not no, sure. No. But it is interpretation of tongues. So, the gift of the interpretation of tongues is very similar to prophecy because it also contains no revelation in itself and would typically be for edification, exhortation, and, cons- and consolation. We could almost say that tongues plus interpretation of tongues equals prophecy. It is according to Corinthians 14.5. Now I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more than that, that you would prophesy. One who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets so that the community may be built up. So which means that speaking in tongues plus interpretation equals prophecy. Because you speak into people's lives, into the congregation. And great is one who prophesies than one who speaks tongues, unless he interprets, so that the congregation may receive edifying. As I previously stated, there is no instruction given in the Bible regarding how to operate in the power gifts, very little instruction about how to operate in the revelational gifts, but quite a lot of instruction given of how to operate in the gifts of tongues. And I know why. Paul was the prophet. And he prophetically uh, knew about what will happen in the future. And probably today, the gift of tongues is the most problem for so many people. And, uh, so many people are angry about that, some people fight for that, some people against it, some people for it. But remember, love about everything. And it is a gift from the Lord, which means we can use it, we need to use it, we need to move in this gift. Amen. So, um, 
Because there was some confusion in the Corinthian congregation regarding the operation of different kind of tongues, Rabbi Shaul devoted almost the entire 14th chapter of First Corinthians to that issue. So it is, it is very obvious. The Corinthians were doing a lot of speaking in tongues during their services, but much of it was out of order. Yeah, and I have so many jokes about it, but I will keep it to myself. So, purpose of tongues, or interpretation of tongues. To make the message in tongues understandable so that the congregation will know what has been said and be edified. It is important for congregation. It's important for people. I would like to bring one very, I think, a funny example. Very funny. I, I, I enjoy this example. And um, I, when I read this as an example, it's, it's a perfect. Numbers 22, verse uh, 21. So, and, and later. Numbers 22. A great example of uh, interpretation of tongues, actually. So Balaam got up in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with a Moabite princess. But the anger of God burned because he was going. The angel of Adonai stood in the, in the road to oppose him. He was riding on his donkey, and two of his servants were with him. When the donkey saw the angel of Adonai standing in the, in the road with his drawn sword in his hand, the donkey turned off the road and went into the field. So Balaam beat the donkey to get her back on the road. Then the angel of Adonai stood in a narrow path between the two vineyards with a wall on this side and a wall on that side. When the donkey saw the angel of Adonai, she pressed against the wall, crushing Balaam's foot against the wall. So Balaam continued beating her. I know it's Balaam. What, what do we know about a uh, donkey? It is her. It is she. <laughs> what else do we know about donkey? Not much, probably. She's scared. Yeah, she's scared, but... Okay. Uh, Especially the wall, the wall crushing uh, Balaam's foot against the wall. So he continued beating her. The angel again moved. He stood in a narrow place where there was no room to turn, right or left. When the donkey saw the angel of Adonai, she lay down under him. He was then very angry and beat the donkey with his staff. Then Adonai opened the donkey's mouth and she said to him, What have I done to you that you have beat me these three times? First question. They have... Sisters who work in the uh, uh, animal hospital. Have yeah. you ever heard donkeys speak? Yeah. Dogs, cats. Yeah. Me too. It's good. We're on the same page. <laughs> okay. Okay. He then said to the donkey, Because you have made a fool of me, if I had a sword in my hand, I would kill you now. The donkey then said to him, Am I not your donkey which you have ridden as always to this day? Have I ever been in the habit of doing this to you? No, he said. Then Adonai opened his eyes, and he saw the angel of Adonai standing on the road with his sword drawn in his hand. So he fell on his face. So it's two funny moments. First, donkey speaks, and now actually Belen talks to his donkey. <laughs> Just good conversation, yeah? So. What do you think about somebody who will talk to his donkey or cat or dog? Oh boy, you need problem. You need a problem. So, but here's the here's the situation, and you need to understand all this situation. This guy, he's a prophet, and he he had the spiritual power to curse or to bless, and this is why 
we need to understand that spiritual world is a real world. And the Lord was so concerned about him cursing Israel. Think about it. If it would have zero uh, influence, the Lord would say, okay, whatever, do whatever you want. But he had strong power, spiritual power, and Lord knew that his curse would influence Israel in a strong way. Think about that. So the Lord did a miracle here. The mouth of and tongue of the donkey are not intended for human speech. This is why I think it, it wasn't talking in uh, obvious language. It was talking in tongue, donkey tongue. <laughs> or angelical tongues, I don't know. But the Lord can use everything. And the Lord gives supernatural gift to Balaam, who were able to understand this language. And through this gift, through this spiritual gift, spiritual moment, Israel was blessed, wasn't cursed. So the Lord changed destiny of Israel through this gift, revelational gift, through this prophecy, through Duncan. Wow. <laughs> so it's so important. And if it was important during that time, what do you think? Is it important today? Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yes. Sure. Amen. So again, the animal can make sounds, uh, the animal can make sounds, but not speak, it's impossible. Because Balaam had a prophetic gift, the Lord gave him a supernatural ability to understand the donkey language. And thus, through the gift of interpretation tongues, Balaam it's himself was saved, and the Jewish people were also blessed. With this gift, the Lord changed the curse, curse, curse into blessing, the curse of all Israel. So, um, I have a question. Why is this gift necessary for today? What do you think? I mentioned this with all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If it was necessary for the first congregation in the past, it is essential for us today. Um, yes. This gift goes beyond our natural thinking and brings forth a prophetic word that encourages and builds up the body of the Messiah. So look at, uh, think about what how important it was for me years ago. Our congregation can use all the edification it, it can get from the Lord. We are at the uh, at really the age of so many changes in the world that we need to be united and strengthened in the Lord. We need to know and move in the spiritual gifts. And there is not such a thing, bigger gift or greater gift, because you know, because it's not about gift; it's about uh, the giver of this gift, the Holy Spirit. And when we allow Him to move. We open the door for supernatural things in our lives. And he can use 
multiple directions to to use us and to 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 move through us. It's very important. Okay. Um, I have a question. It's a, it's a bold question, but uh, I have a question. How does it manifest in your life? And I would like to bring a few examples. Uh, and it's much more, many more, but few. So when we can feel when the Holy Spirit leads us into special prayer in the Spirit in tongues. And who experienced that when you pray in your own prayer language and you see and you feel that your language changed and you pray in different tongues? Yes, it happens with me. So sometimes the Lord can use you and lead you in the prayer. Also, when, the, when we hear a prayer in spirit, we can hear words or phrases in our mind or our spirit. Somebody prays and I can, I can understand what he prays or something comes to my mind. And you have choice, first choice, you can say, okay, what it is? Get out of me, I don't understand. Another way to approach it is to, to move in this gift. The easiest way is to say, you know, I don't know, maybe it's from the Lord, but this is what I understand in your prayer. Just humbly uh, learn how to do that. And humbly just say, this is what, uh, what the Lord is trying to tell you, or I believe it is from the Lord, or does it mean to you something? This is the best way, because you don't want to start, stand, stand uh, and say, thus says the Lord, and do something wrong. It's not helpful. Mm -hmm. You need to learn how to move in the, in the gifts of the Spirit. So the best way, when you hear somebody pray in tongues, and you think you understand that, some pictures, some uh, words, some understanding comes to your mind, just say, uh, it, does, it, does it important for you? I would like to share something with you. Is it something you have this confirmation? It can change somebody's life, too. So also, uh, during the prayer, we can understand phrases or sentences, sometimes separate words. And here's the important truth. We need to take risk and step out of our comfort zone. And, you know, I would like to, I would like to rather um, make a mistake than to uh, not do nothing. Sometimes we can make a mistake, but it's not, it's not bad. When we learn, we make, when, when, a, when a child is growing, sometimes he can fall and he learns to walk. But if he, he won't fall, he won't learn how to walk. Think about it. Okay, good. Thank you. I'm glad you agree with me. Praise the Lord. Okay, so we need to take risk and step out of our comfort zone. It is similar to the gift of prophecy and the word of knowledge. And I would like to ask if you have, if you had, if you ever experienced this gift in your life, if if you are here and ever experienced or gift or uh, consequence of this gift, Becky, can you share with us, please? So sometimes it's possible when you pray, you understand what prayer is. Yeah. 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 True, true, true. Jean, please. Hey, one time, uh, business partner and I had gone on a trip to South America and she had lent 
her car to a guy, and uh, before we took the, we took repossession of the car, the spirit had shown me that she had totaled it. And then we met him and said, "Sorry, I burned your car." Well, was it during the prayer? You understand? No, no, just in my spirit. Okay. He gave me that word of knowledge. Thank you. I was um, getting ready to go to work one morning and I began to pray, but I began to weep and pray in the spirit. And it was for so long that I, at the end, I'd say, I've never got to go to work that day. And I asked the Lord at the end, and the Lord told me who I was praying for, but he didn't tell me what. But we went to a service the next day, and it was absolutely everything that the Lord had shown me was spoken from that platform of a minister that um, had fallen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so make it please. Uh, Wally said I should come up here. Oh. Yeah, we need to hear okay. it. Yes. Okay. So, um, when I first got filled with the Holy Spirit, I was doubting that I was making this up. I thought I might be making it up. And I was very concerned that I would offend God by making up this prayer language. So I was alone in my room and I asked the Lord, well, what was the interpretation of what I just prayed out loud? Mm -hmm. And um, this, this convinced me that tongues was real. It, there was no way I had ever, growing up Catholic, never, ever would have talked to the Lord this way. But it was this love poem, like a woman pouring out a love poem or a song to her husband. And I never, at that point, would have ever considered talking to the Lord that way. And um, I became convinced then that tongues was real. And so, yeah. Yeah, one of the most beautiful prayers are actually in tongues and with interpretation. And specifically when a uh, person who is praying is not a poet, 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 and a person who is interpreting also. <laughs> but it's a beautiful prayer. Yeah, one more please, if you have. And the last one, please. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. 
but loud, please loud. Uh, okay, I want to try. Okay, I was working in Orlando Youth Rescue Mission. It's a Christian place. Uh, early morning, for you know who I am, I need to pray for asking for guidance. Okay, one day, uh, all day, I was helping people by phone and emergency. Suddenly, a portal in the afternoon, somebody called from the airport. They was Swahili. People call me from all around the world, from most from people in the United States. But I never was speaking Swahili. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but this person started crying and talking. Uh, she was praying and asking for help to that. And my finance director was in there. I said, I need but so much telephone right now. Uh, speak Swahili. I said, uh, I do not speak Swahili. And he said, I, she said to me, I speak English, all kinds of Spanish, Mexican, anything, or not You need to say. I said, uh, No, I cannot. Okay, the person is like here. Please, please help me. And I am like, She said, I need to help to her. I I interpret everything what she said. Mm. Mm. And okay, for me like you see. Most of the time when I speak, it's not because I was learning. I it's something special mm. and uh, it's something okay, I was really afraid. And I uh, thank you for this lesson for what you said. Because nobody from all the places I've been never was talking about how to Thank you. So yeah, um, just just wanna yeah just want to encourage you. And again, the next uh, next Tuesday we'll be doing prayer most of the time. I just remind our about the gifts and we'll pray for each other again. So now what I would like to do, um, first of all, as usual, I would like to pray for you with oil, and then we'll five or six people will split and we'll pray for each other. And this time I would like to ask you to listen carefully. Not just to pray your agenda, but just listen carefully. If the Lord will tell you something or you feel something, you can say, I, I'm sorry, I would like to share with you if it means anything for you. And share. And nobody will judge you, but the Lord can use you mildly. Yeah? So let, us, let me pray for you. Welcome. Can we just make... Please here, and I want to pray for you as well.